Welcome to episode 225 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, guys, welcome along to episode 225 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Holt. How you going, mate? I'm very good. Why are you very good? Well, I think, no, I think all the listeners need to know before we get started. Oh, wait a second, you haven't told me this. Bathroom update, Bevan. Oh, bathroom update, okay. Well, it's taking longer than I hoped. So you can... The, the, the studio is probably the messiest I've ever been. Yes. And you know what happens? What? Is when you live in a messy place, you don't give a crap, so you get messier. Mm-hmm. So look, look, look at that, all my food bars over there. It's messy. It's messy. So, uh, but bathroom pretty much finished. Tyler's got to come in. Painter's got to finish off. So the toilet's functioning. Toilets are functioning in both toilets now. Showers nice. are functioning. Nice. So it's pretty exciting times. It is. But a little bit frustrating because I'm getting sick of living in a mess. Yes. But then I'm making it messier. Uh, it's, life's hard, team. It is. Life's hard. It is indeed. I am talking proudly brought to you by coffeesofwai.com. Get on there and get your rich aroma. Athlinks.com Through me, you through me Aroma uh, Get the cool t-shirt Oh yeah, look at the website Did you see the, you see the photo? Oh. It's not Andrew's wife that we thought it was Because oh, she had it? a little thing uh, She's an elite triathlete uh-uh. Uh-uh. Triathlontoons.com We're going to talk about someone who gave a gift for that An extreme endurance It's a supplement with the idea of making your What is it? It's Reducing your, your lactic acid build lactic up Lactic acid build up On this week's show we've got some news We've got an age group of the week We've got a website of the week We've got Coach's Corner, what's about? It's just answering a couple of questions. Nice. So it's a wing it. It is a wing it. <laughs> and then we've got questions and answer time. <laughs> and back by popular demand. Oh, joke of the week. Yes. Did someone give you this one? I didn't, I didn't... No, it's been sitting there for a while. Just sitting there. I thought, oh, I'm going to do a joke. It's, right. a, it's a goodie. I tell you what, the joke of the weeks are always such a highlight. Mal James is our uh, joke he's, he's our jokester. Yeah. He's a joker. Mm. Okay. I, uh, oh, news. Proudly brought to you by xtry.com. Check out xtry for latest news, reviews, and interviews with the stars. Well, we're going to talk about Iron Man Canada first. And it was a big day for Kiwi Kieran Doe to see if he'd go back there and reclaim his title that he won. And it sounds as though, reading the race report, that he pretty much did his old tricks. Well, no, I, I was following it, and he was. I thought, sweet, he's just going to um, cruise this in and win it. He he rode. Um, what happened? Well, he, he was he was riding with Tom Evans um, to about halfway on the bike, and then he pulled away. Looked like he was going really strong. Came off the bike with about a four minute lead. And then um, I don't actually know how far he got into the run, but he pulled out on the run. And so you, you think. He did get past in the run. No, yeah, yeah. on the website they said he got okay. past. Oh, yeah. he must have, uh, I don't know when, he, when, he, when, when that happened or when. But he, he pulled out, so real shame. I, I thought, did it say he'd, why he'd pulled out? No. Oh. no. Um, so shame, because I thought, you know. He's a strong athlete. Like some people think, oh, maybe he just hammered the bike, but he's really strong on the bike. So oh, yeah, you'd be stupid yeah. not to use your strength. And um, and so, anyway, he's pulled out, which is a shame. Um, but Victor Zemensev came through on the run, um, ran a 2.51. But what actually happened was he caught up to Christian Brader, yep. uh, and they ran shoulder to shoulder, and apparently Victor Zemensev was just sitting behind him the whole way because he had a bit of a leg injury and he wasn't quite sure of his fitness. Yep. Sat behind him the whole way. Oh, and that's then with, frustrating. Then with 500 metres to go, just gassed him. Oh really, so it was that close? Yeah, oh was, wow, was it? was, it was, it was 13, seconds, 13 seconds in there. Wow. So it would have been a really exciting race for the spectators. The other big news of the day... You'd be angry, wouldn't you? Well, if, no. If the guy sat behind you, the whole, no, but, no, but just the tension of the race. Yeah. Like when you're sitting behind you, going, yeah, I'm sitting behind. When you've got someone sitting behind you, you're going, God, I'm not sitting behind. Especially when you know 
the other guy's a really strong runner. Yeah. And, and he's already taken five minutes out of you. Yeah. You're just thinking, oh, man. So I'm sure he'd go Christian Brady. If anything, it makes it worse because Christian Brady probably knew that Victor was a faster runner. Mm. So he's thinking, oh, I've got a chance, I've got a chance because mm. he's, not, he's not doing it yet. Yeah. And then 500 metres, he blows you and you go, hmm. The big story over there was the weather was uh, it really turned nasty on the bike and they had full-on um, rain, hail and uh, very, very difficult conditions coming over the Yellow Lake area and uh, yes, yeah, so tough but I think that was a bit more for the age group as I think the elites were sort the of coming off kind of bike. By then. but uh, Stefan Vilkovic who I've sort of picked a little bit last week uh, winner of a medal at the Sydney Olympics he came in in third in 8.38 he's won that race before Glove Man was in fourth and uh, Scott McKee the big man? Oh, we do call him the big man now. Yeah, we, we got over yeah. the glove issue. We got over the glove issue, yep. Uh, I nice got player. over it as soon as I got the extra pay, prize money. For, <laughs> <laughs> it took two years. <laughs> um, but in terms of splits, uh, Victor Semensev swam 49 minutes, rode 4.47 and ran 2.51. The nice. guy was in front, Christian Brader. He was five minutes down, swam 54, rode 4.38, which is solid time, and then ran 2.56. It was really and, uh, custom, wasn't it? Finish times 8.32. And they, everybody, every year, they always seem to finish in about 8.29 to 8.32 seems to be basically a little window and on the female side of things on the chick side of things we had we had uh, Teresa Marcel she pretty much did a Kieran Doe she won the race last year and she was dominating early on and, right. and pulling away and then in the second half of the ride just started to fade and she also I believe pulled out I'm not sure if she got onto the run um, but the Wirtle Nater Heather Wirtle she was off the bike um, right up there and also with uh, the winner which was Meredith Kessel and just close racing. Yeah. Know, they, um, there was four minutes separating them in the swim. And then second and third. Oh, no, it's a male. <laughs> yeah, and then both rode 5.09 and 5.07, respectively. And then Madison McKenzie So finish time's 9.13.46 for Meredith Kessler and 9.17 for Heather Wirtle. And third place, did you say? Madison was, McKenzie. And, and she came out 9.34. One other thing I'll say is... Can I um, Sorry? Come on. Yep. Oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. What I was going to say was um, the times are really impressive. The top 10, because uh, I read somewhere a Kiwi guy, I think, finished 13th and he did 8.57. Wow, that is pretty impressive. So yeah. it's not a, an easy course. No. Uh, so that's, it shows... You'd maybe, argue that I'm in New Zealand would be faster based on general times. Yeah, yeah, it would be about right. You know, yeah, and it so would be very, very similar, I'd and say. And if you do a nine in I mean, New Zealand now, you're pretty much top ten. Top five now, yeah. almost. Yeah, so. Um, so it's good to see. I mean, not not super amazing big names there, but good to see performers and guys. If they're going under sub-nine on that course, they're having a pretty good day. Okay, I'm in Louisville. Yes. And uh, Paul Ambrose took it out. Dominated Dojo really by about 12 minutes. Uh, killed it on the bike. Killed it on the bike. And then pretty much just... Had a good run. Yeah, just ran steady. I, yeah. I think they were thinking he was going to um, fade. But again, big story of the day here, like Canada, was the weather and it was complete carnage in Louisville. Oh, uh, really? Heat was just insane. Um, I had a guy that I coached there, he got uh, three IB drips after the race. Really? And another guy that was racing said he's never seen so many people being taken away in ambulances in, in this ever. And he was saying it happening on the bike as well, people were getting wheeled off in ambulances. So wow. it re- sounded like really tough conditions. Didn't help the swim, apparently it was really, really warm. Um, so you jump in the water and it's really not very refreshing yeah. at all. So you're, you're dehydrating in the swim as well. And you can hop, yeah. It's and horrible. just baking times. And we look at the run split times and they are not fast at all. Max Longrey, who finished in third place, only ran 2.55. And he's a guy who's run well into the 240s. Um, and I had a look in the 40 to, 4, 40 to 44 age group. 
and um, the times there, you know, normally you'd expect guys, to, guys in the top 40, 44, be running, you know, low threes, maybe sort of three ten ish. All just about all the guys were over three twenty. Guys, Kona qualifiers were were running like three thirty, three forty. So just carnage out there. But yeah, Paul Ambrose smoked it eight twenty nine, uh, forty eight minute swim, four thirty one on the bike, three oh five on the run. Martin Jensen, he sat in second for pretty much all day and hang on there for 8.41, Max Longry third. And then also things Rebecca Keat had a solid Rebecca race. Rebecca Keat, just, uh, she built up a really big lead and then just Because she uh, won, what did she win two weeks ago? It was well, a non-Ironman race. Challenged Copenhagen. Copenhagen. So, so two weeks to back it up. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and it's, you know, three to, again, 3.23 for her is not a fast run, so she can run, you know, well under three hours. So yeah, she just looked like she was just conserving once she yeah. got off the bike. She had come off the chasing, but she still won it by 11 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, so she, and she came in at 9.44, and then Brie Wee came in at 9.50. So and Now, was uh, Hilary Biscay racing or not? Because she yeah, was she trying was, to, and she, she came was, in at 7th. And ten fifty two, which is a pretty slow day for but, her. But she's trying to do the that's right, like three in a month or something. Three, yeah, three yeah. in a month. Um, the other interesting thing about the Wisconsin, uh, not Wisconsin, the where are we, Louisville course, is it is where they do the individual start. So you're basically diving in every couple of seconds, and uh, it's that one, middle one. Uh, so you dive in every couple of seconds. So it's uh, you know when you cross the line, that may well not be where you actually finish. There's about a 45 minute spread uh. from the first person to the last person. So, but from the feedback from the guys that um, I've had do the race they say they actually quite like it you know oh. you're not getting the crap beaten out of you sure you don't have that big buzz of everybody going off at the start but I think um, that's somewhat negated when you, you actually have a swim where you can actually get in a bit of a draft and just not getting the crap beaten out of you all day so I, I guess one of the debates we probably need to have is should they be putting on races in these places where it is pretty much always ridiculously hot you know China, Lankawi, Miller um, this race has been hot there several times it's just people are just Killing themselves out there. I suppose the, the thing is as well. Do they have races in ridiculously cold places? Not very often. No, it isn't. You know, well, yeah. the thing is, like when you first said that, I thought, well, you know, we live in a world where the temperature is different, and that being an mm. Ironman athlete means we should confront all of those different types of environments. Obviously, there's a safety level involved here. You know, you don't want people to die because of you know really extreme weather, but. It is interesting that we do tend to, you know, they don't have the colder races. Like, imagine if you had a race where you had to go through snow. And Christmas opportunity there, Bevan. There you go. Ironman. The coldest race Iron in the Man world. Antarctica. <laughs> well, they have the marathon there, don't swim they? From, they've done it once, I think, or twice. Yeah, but it costs, um, and it costs like 30000 bucks to do. Swim from New Zealand to Antarctica. Yep. Run around. Get a get then, a, then one of those mountain bikes with the actual, like, what is it? They've got, like, um, nails in them, yeah. And then do a 10-hour wind trainer at uh, Scott Base or something. Yeah. Um, was one other thing I was going to say. The other thing I was, I was wondering, thinking about, is um, the number of people in these races, and this isn't just restricted to WTC, you know, Challenge um, Road yep. has huge numbers, but there's 2,900 entries. Is that really? just, that's a lot, man. And, that is um, a lot of people. And I just wonder if, 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 if it's better to have a race of, say, 1,000 to 1,500. Okay, what, or what, more what, what I'd hear from one of you guys is if you did the race last weekend and you've done another Ironman, what is the difference? You know, what is the difference between you know, just a race that's maybe 1,500 to one that's got, you know, twice as many athletes as that? What is the difference for you as the experience? Is it a better experience? Yeah, totally. you, know, you know, maybe it makes it more of that wicked feeling or or do you feel that a bit of the service is a bit kind of it's the same. lost I mean, experience? Like, we don't know, but it'd be really interesting We've done rope, but we're normally at the front or end yeah. of the field, so we're sort of, get, you know, aid stations are sweet, there's yeah. not that many people around because we're going the first wave. Yep. Um, but for you guys as sort of middle of the Packers, um, you know, let us know where yeah. you think they should reduce numbers. Because obviously WTC 
uh, don't have an issue with taking fields that big. And if they're going to get fields that big, that's going to be the race, hot topic of this week. I think we'll change it. I didn't like the hot topic you had. Okay, we'll go with it. It was it was interesting, but I don't think many people would have it. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. we'll, we'll discuss this again. But what about what I had last week? What was that? If you can get a tattoo, uh, if you didn't do a WTC race, that's a good one, John. Okay, we'll have a two two pronged. Hot topic okay. this week. Okay. That was very diplomatic of you. Yes. Should be a politician. Yes. Okay, we also had. Uh... Oh, wait, there's don't, more. Don't vote for Jim Anderson and Christchurch. I like Jim Anderson. Oh, no. Yes. Kiwi no. Bank. Get a Kiwi Bank. I, I don't dispute that that's not a good thing, but you can't be a politician and be our oh, mayor of our city. Let's not get into politics, John. Jeez. You know why I like him? Because I lived in Eddington yeah. all my life and he was my MP and he was a, he was a very good MP. You talked to anyone in Addington, he was brilliant. Yeah, he did a lot live, for our community. Was that? I don't live in Addington. Because you, know, you weren't poor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we had uh, UPC Holland Triathlon in Almere. And this has been on for a long, long time. This race, I think it was 1982. Yeah. Jarrett Schnellens is uh, an axe, and he uh, he took it out in 819. It is a flat course, but it's, it's still... It went over... Fast. Eric Seaman Steak and Roland Schmitz, so they both went 835 and 836, only 50 seconds separating them. And you can't really find girls, can Dam- you? Darmans in the uh, Darmans. You get Irene Kenningham, who's uh, a, she's okay. a name we've seen around the, the posts a bit, 929. Carla Van Ruyen. Ruyen. In 9.42. And it's about it. It's about it. Mm, so, okay. big race. Um, flat race is what they do there. They have a festival event. They had on the Sunday, they have a, um, I think they had the under-23 European Cup race there. So, uh, if you want to check out different races in different part of the world, okay. go that. Big, big, big numbers. The Austria Triathlon. What did that say, John? Where do you get these from? Oh, mate, they're brilliant. Uh, K226.com. Oh. So, we'll rip through these foot... Fuchs and uh, Andreas Fuchs uh, took it out, and his time was 8.29. So, again, some good times yeah. here. Robert Lang, 8.40, and Stefan Weisgarsen in third and 8.49. Can we find females? W, 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 this is W. W, Jana Kandrova from yeah. Czech Republic was first then this in one. 9.36. That's not a bad time. And... That one, yeah. Is that a female? Yeah. Yep. Constance Mulcha in second. And then Zalika... Berlinta. Nice. And then the Big Woody. I couldn't find the Big Woody. The Big Woody was, was there. There was not that many people racing. Um, but it returned this year. And it, 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 I don't know. You know, when you've got you've got the uh, Big Woody, you've got I'm in UK now. You've yeah, got, Challenge's um, coming along. Apparently Challenge coming along. We're going to talk to Felix about that soon. And you've got the other one that was on the other day, the uh, the Outlaw. So the Big Woody made a comeback this year. But, yeah, I think I, from memory there was only 46 finishes in it. Um, so whether well. that sticks around, here we go. And the winner was Tom Robertson. Tom Robertson in nine forty-three from Gerard. Gerard Salvat and, and Charles McDonald. And there's a couple of names I saw on there that I think no, were maybe Simon Underwood. Um, I think he might be a yeah, Iron Talk listener. You didn't, do, you didn't go through them all. Yeah, but that's 20, 40. Oh, okay, sorry. What I'm about wrong. first female? We got the first female there. Maybe go category uh, no, gender. Well, no, if you go through all the field, John, there's no females. Well, why don't you just go gender? Okay, let's look at gender. Let's, let's see who... Male. Male. We've got one gender. Females not allowed in this race. It's like the, the, the MCC or whatever, Lords. They've got that stand where no females are allowed. This is an old school race, John. And I couldn't uh, couldn't find the results here. They also had the Chi Tri Man in Cambrai in France. And no. that was on at the weekend okay, as well. Results for that either. Okay, uh, coming up this weekend, we've got the Canadian 226. The Sado International Triathlon, which is the one I've done. Uh-huh. The Cologne 226 in Germany. And the Polska Triathlon, which is, um, I think, my Polish boys are off to do. They've got an iron distance race there, and they've also got a half Ironman. I think they've got 200 and 
200 odd people best doing doing both of them and the guy that runs it is the fastest polish athlete about i think he does about an 853 really something like that yeah or 903 and he's a maybe 40 45 or something like that really? so wow. pretty solid athlete is he the guy who gets you over there no different guy okay question i have john yes is if you and belinda do you and belinda believe agree on politics uh, to a certain degree, she, she's kind of sitting on it. She doesn't want to vote for anybody for the Christchurch mayor. Why not? Well, she doesn't like either of them. <laughs> Why don't people like Bob Parker? I think Bob's okay. Bob, Bob's all right. Bob yeah. the builder. Yeah, he's been building the city. He has been building the city. Yeah, prefer Bob over Jim. Really? Yes. Uh, it's, it's politics team. Sorry, politics. We're in group fitness. They say don't talk about politics, sex, or religion. Okay. Well, yeah. We won't talk about religion. Yep. And you talk about sex <laughs> and we've done politics, so we're yeah, screwed. So, yeah, okay. Uh, okay, World Duathlon Champs are coming up this weekend. In Scotland, in Edinburgh, and I remember a while ago somebody sent us through an email saying um, Katrina Morrison is racing, yep. so it'll be interesting to see how she goes. Really tricky course, multi-lap with lots of hills. Okay, John, do we care? Um, well, I, 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 I know, I'm not saying that for those people doing it, because I'm, I'm just putting it out there. Um, yeah, I agree. Like, we had the New Zealand Duathlon Champs here the weekend before last. Do many people care about that? I mean, locals did it because it was here. Local race. But um, not a huge amount of nationals come out. Yeah, who who it's, won it? Um, see, there you go. Yeah, I can't, don't even know the guy's name. Don't even know the guy's name. My guy should have won it, but he went the bloody wrong way. Why, run. why isn't duathlon taken off? Because if you think about it, swimming's a pain in the butt. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and, and for most race. people, you know, most people out there haven't swam. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, you've got the people who have swam, but for most people, they haven't swam. Why hasn't duathlon taken off? Because you see, it's a simpler sport. Um, There's a few reasons. It's, it's a lot bigger in Europe than what it is in anywhere else in the world. Yep. And the second thing is, often duathlons are put on put on over winter, and so that's why people uh, you know, people don't like doing um, doing it in winter. Yep. And they don't generally get run very much during summer. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I guess if it was made more of a summer sport. Um, but you kind of think you kind of look at the two sports. You go triathlon. And duathlon, and sure for guys like you who are brought up swimming, triathlon's an easy <clears> transition. Whereas for guys like me, if both sports were of an even keel when I started, I wouldn't have done triathlon. Oh, the bug there! Why would I learn to swim when I can just do this one? But it's never taken off. Yeah, so. it's a history thing, you know. Yeah, I do think you're right there. Mm. Okay, uh, places for Challenge Road 2011 have been taken. It's been sold out. Tenth yes. anniversary of the iconic race. So that's obviously ten years yeah, since, since Challenge. Yes. Prior to that, you know, it was it was Ironman Europe for probably twenty years. I would have guessed. Sixty-one nations are turning up for the race, largest international contingency for over ten years of Challenge Race to start. Uh, Athletes who have missed out so far. There was one more chance to entry in the Nicholas uh, auction set for December the sixth at ten a.m. CEST, whatever time good. zone that is. Really Central Central one, yeah. Europe standard time, I guess. Okay, you want to sponsor now? Sponsors. Sponsor. 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 Not sponsor. Singular. Sponsor. I'm going to put up the sponsor, John, and you're going to start talking. And who was it? Well, wait a second, John. What was the we, order that I had there? You had Athlinks. We're going to Athlinks.com. Oh, look at this. Very, um, oh, look at our supermodels on the. Look at that. So it's, That's it's, the thing about Andrew. He's not just, you know, a business mind tech guru guy. He's a supermodel. He's a styler. And I've really oh. gone for that Giorgio Armano look oh, at with look that at text there. And uh, uh, the girl we were mentioning... John, we, you know what you've just done? What? You've impressed me. Do you know why? Why? How did you know Giorgio Armano text? Oh, mate, I'm with it. I just, <laughs> I just dress in my rags around here. When I go home, mate, I, I, I bling it. I bling it. <laughs> and the athlete that we thought well, might have been uh, Andrew's wife that pro- well, may not be... Is well, is Ka- not. Katie. Well, it could be. She may not have changed her surname. Oh, so you wait a second. You didn't you, actually you, ask Andrew? No. Oh. 
But it's just assuming name... that he wouldn't be able to pull a triathlete. <laughs> Katie Ellis, elite triathlete, is also styling the pink version of the Athlinks t-shirt. And Andrew's got the nice sort of light blue. I do like the light blue. So if you want to support Athlinks, it'd be great. You know, they're, they're a good fit too, because don't you hate it when you get free t-shirts? Yeah. And they're like those tent, T-ones. Tent. Yeah, when I went to Kona. Did you get the Kona t-shirt? Yeah, was I think I've complained yeah. about this before, but I'm going to complain again. Yeah. Because you go to Kona and they give you a t shirt, you know, hey, cool, finished race t shirt. Yeah. It's a tent, first yeah. of all. The medium was like, my, you know, like if you're, you know, 20, 150 kg, you could probably yeah. fit it. But then you walk through the expo lounge and they have these beautiful tops. Yeah. A little bit disappointed, but yeah. hey, athletes don't do that. So if you want to support athletes, I mean, they're good supporters of the show, and it's a way you can support our show and also support them. Get yourself a nice t shirt, get onto athletes.com, and another way that you can help get more people involved in the. It's just a really good way to communicate with the things you do. And the other thing that I mentioned last week was um, if you do have your own website or your own club site, and this is one thing I'll be doing, is I've got logos on there. If you go on to frequently asked questions, you can go on there. If you're trying to encourage more people to join up for your club system, which is what I really want our club to do, is you can just grab a logo and um, put it on there, put a little bit of text. Referrals, Sean. I've just been to a business meeting. Yes. And uh, same referrals. Well, I'm going to get you guys to refer to this show, actually. Yeah. Yeah, referrals is key. Yes. Yes. But we don't ask for them, John. We don't. When you think about it, most of the products you buy have been referred to you, haven't they? Yes. And you go, yeah, but yeah, so that's what the lady said. You should say to them, hey, I'm going to say this now. Someone's probably referred you to this, so if you like it, in the future, I may ask you to refer other people. Please refer us to other yes, people. Yes, but I'm going to talk about that at the end of the show. Okay, nice. But refer Athlinks as well, John. Refer Athlinks. And it's easy, because once you're on Athlinks, you can just send a link. Exactly. You can suggest it to friends. Invite friends to join in. Yeah. There you go. Your challenge this week is to everybody who listens to the show invite a friend to the show they've currently got 120,000 members so we expect that to be up to 130,000 members that's by like, next that's week like, that's like a small city it is on Athlinks yeah man that's kind of crazy go athlinks.com for your social networking needs and results tracking right beautiful okay John hot topic of the week so last week we did a hot topic and you no I've, I've, I've print, here it is I've, I've got a printed oh, off oh well, I did my work for you mate <sighs> okay wait a second no I better put up Athlinks oh I just shut down Athlinks oh no it's oh. one of those days no no you're getting, getting trigger happy oh you know I'm busy John I'm busy it's a stressful week so anyway the topic was um, Julie Dibbins last week Oh. A few weeks ago, she stopped in the finishing shoot, well, stopped somewhere very close to the finishing line, waited for the other girls to close down the gap, and then went on to, to make finish. sure everyone made a bit of money because the rules are a little bit stupid right now. They are. So we had lots of really good comments actually on this. Really? Um, yeah, I've, I've got three here. So Graham Purdy, I like um, I like to think sport has a certain purity to it. You go out there and give it 100%. When the Tour de France riders go slow in protest or football players try to deceive the referee, it takes something away from the sporting spectacle. I do, however, understand why she did it, and while I feel it was perhaps regrettable, I also think it was a great way to make a point. Is it the only way pros can get noticed in triathlon? Mm, Question mark. So, regrettably, but good is my thought. Okay, well, Steve Kirsten says, I think it's her prerogative. If she raced on and widened the margin, she could have taken more of the prize purse, but she chose to share it with the other athletes by letting them finish within the cut-off percentage. In doing this, she made a statement on behalf of the top pro field who do not like the new rules for earning prize money at Ironman events. <coughs> the pro license fees and entry fees don't vary depending on how good they are and how they do. Uh, so the prize money shouldn't either. That's the thing, everybody pays 700 bucks to be a pro. Yeah, that's right. Um, David McMillan, yes, she should have um, because the prize money system is broken. It doesn't happen outside WTC. That being said, Triathlon is, uh, is full of a lot of nice folks. You can bet it was an 
the equivalent of Lance Armstrong coming up the finish line. There is no way he's going to hang out and wait for Jan Ulrich to catch up. Um, he would have smacked the hammer down and stuffed it to all of them with no regrets. Interesting that no one is raising the issue of why Chrissy Wellington didn't wait at Timberman 70.3 two weeks later and came in with a 14-minute lead over second place um, versus Julie Timmons' three minutes at Boulder. One thing I'd comment so on here... I wasn't listening to it, but what was he saying? He was saying, you know, like Chrissy Wellington killed everybody at, at Timberman yep. and she won by 14 minutes and probably cut some people out of the prize money, um, which is perfectly fine. I'm not saying, yeah. she should, I'm not saying every athlete should stop, yeah. but I, um, a little bit told me that apparently when she was at the prize giving or somewhere I th- don't think she actually accepted the extra prize money oh. because what ha- what happens under the current rule which is being changed um, if she finished and she cuts people out of the prize money that prize money Goes then gets or then gets divvied up amongst <laughs> those who get the prize money and my understanding was that she didn't actually accept that extra money but you know what's stupid the rule well, just this <laughs> you know it's stupid that a pros go oh, I don't want to see this money because I feel bad to the rest of the yeah. pros in the field and, and I'm going to have to you know it's just yeah. it was poor play okay Jed Botel was saying um, I don't think it damages the sport any more than having a five a gap of five minutes between first and second or ten minutes plus in the case of half Ironman that Chrissy is competing in good on her for making a statement more prize money please WTC and therefore you might get more depth and therefore greater mainstream media exposure well that's an interesting great uh, Martin uh, Courtney here he had a couple of good points that I liked I think it was an excellent way to protest an unfair system she took a hit in the pocket to make a point and you have to admire her stand for principle it shouldn't take much brain power to work out something a little more fair and equitable take your total prize money divided up proportionately between the sexes based on the total number of pros allocate it how deep it goes based on the number of pros in each sex and then have a formula to determine the amount for each place based on the total number eligible um, which again you could decide based on the depth of the field so what he's really saying there is that if you've got um say 10 pro men and only five pro women um you divvy it up slightly differently um or, or say you had 20 pro men and 10 pro women um you'd say right well the first six pro women get it and the first eight pro men get it for example yep. so i think that's um it's it's a good thing okay well mark uh Kath Gate, kate uh, Cart, sorry. Um, he's basically having a go at Graham. Um, <laughs> there was much discussion about this, and it would be argued that it was uh, this thread. He basically points us to a thread. But anyway, oh yeah, he goes, and Graham, have you got a clue what it's like to be a professional triathlete when the organisers change the rule under your feet and deprive you of even more meagre uh, existence? Uh, it's just not fair. Maybe amateur sport has purity. But any sport where there is money at stake has just turned itself into a pimp that feeds the crack whores that are trying to get on a high. Another thing that Mark, he, he gave us a link there. Apparently um, at Steelhead 70.3, before Julie Dip, before Julie Dimmons did it at Boulder, another athlete there, I think it was Kelly Williamson, I think it was. Yep. She actually did the exact same thing, and there was a, was a good interview there with her. Um, stop closing pages, Bevan. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, I can remember it anyway. Yeah, go, because I put it up there. No. Um, Don't say don't say. Anyway, uh, he was. She did it at uh, Steelhead, and she just sort of said what she did. She basically came running into the finishing shoot, stopped, waited for a few minutes, and then carried on. And I think it meant that one extra girl got got prize money. Um, so, so you, Julie was not the first one to do it. Um, but a great way to make a point. And your, your thoughts? Well, I think the point's been made because the system has changed. Yeah. And so from, I think it's September 11th on, this will no longer apply. Yeah. I used to be of the belief, like, 
if you're not good enough to get the prize money, um, bugger yeah. it. It's it's you know you, you should you, you should be able to keep up. But I've kind of just I am starting to change my tune Ooh, a little bit. Oh, John Beckett! Wait think, a second. Oh, look, what, what I wish I could do right now is clone you, and I could have you versus the old you right now arguing against yourself. But what, you'd go, you just don't understand. You're well, foolish. You know, I think if you've if you've got a race that's selling out, like a seventy point three, it's selling out on Ironman. You've got your budget for prize money, and you go right. That's that's yep. what it is. Yep. And, it's just going to get dished out. I do feel sorry for race organisers um, when they've got a, they're trying to set up a race and they, then they end up getting a really small field, but they've advertised the prize yeah. money and got dished out, which has happened happened at the first Challenge Monica. Yep. It's like you, you know you've put it out there, you've still yeah. got to pay it out. So that's a slightly difficult situation. And in that instance, I think maybe some sort of system would would work. Um, but I think it was great. They made their points. I think one of our questions was would would we do it? Could they, they do prize money based on size of field? So let's say for example. I'm just kind of set my butt right now, but let's say, for example, they say the prize money will be um, you get one percent of the, the fees of the field. So if three thousand people turn up and it's a or let's say five percent, and you get five dollars for every racer, you get what I mean? Exactly, the exact thing happens in team sports, you know, and and like the NFL, uh, not the NFL, what's the rugby league competition? NRL. NRL. Uh, in a lot of these competitions, X amount of revenue gets then distributed to the, to the players. I don't know exactly how it works, yeah. but that, that's how it works. And, well, and it, it would be cool because then A, so let's say, so then it kind of makes it the pro's responsibility to help grow the race. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and hey, if we can get 3,000 people this race, then the pro field, and it, you know, and there's an there's organisation. And, and the race organiser then goes, well, I know. I'm there's no stress for me it. for a guy who's trying to develop a race because they're going, well, look, I, you know, like if I only get 100 people, well, I don't have to pay out much. But then if I get 3,000 people, I'm going to make a profitable business. Might look into this. Uh, I've got, I, I, out of my butt came genius. Well, because that's the thing I've, I'm having with this triathlon festival that I'm organising. Yeah. Um, you I want to have prize money. I've got prize money, but it's, it's not much. It's like a couple of grand this stage. Yep. If I get um, more, another sponsor for my, if anybody wants to be a title sponsor of the Elite Cup, go to triathlonfestival.co.nz. You'll yep. see my Flash website. Oh, it's there's Flash a, on. There's a sponsorship opportunity there for the Elite Cup. Yep. Um, that money will go back into the elite athletes that we're yep. developing in the area. Um, and But it's not a stupid idea because that's the thing. I'm going, well, I think I think I might get this many people. Yeah. Um, so I could do that price. You don't money. want to commit if that I, much money, then it I, makes you lose. If I get more, then I'm not going to be able to promote this. Oh, well, I've got more prize money. And, so. and I'm always into with business, you know, like like as, as a business, if you have employees, that the employees should, you know, if it grows, the employees yeah. should get recognised for that. And if we look at a race as a business, you know, if the <clears> race does do well, and you know the pros is getting good pros along as part of that experience. And why can't we just give them some more money? And then, and then you know, I do think if a pro knows, like if you know someone like Mecca who has a big audience, or you know, pros who have big audiences, or even pros who don't, it's in their interest to help promote the race. I'm going to look into this, Bev, and I'm going to run my numbers and see if I can do some sort of percentage. You know what thing. we're doing here, John? We're changing the world. We are changing because we're innovating in ways that people haven't innovated. This could be the new way. So and you, I'll, I'll go out of my butt. Now, now we've got to just take one step back. Okay, and what did I think um, of it? No. What were, if you're in the same situation, you're a pro at this race and you're winning races, would you do the same thing? Would I? Yes. Yes, I would have. I, if I think back to when I was racing, seriously, I think I would have been too selfish to do it. Oh, really? <laughs> to be honest, I think, you know, yeah, it, it, I suppose if you're in a... But the if, thing if, is, if if it's, it's a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, but if, you, if you're in the situation of um, a Chrissy or someone where your money's not going to be so much of an issue, but for most athletes... Um, I don't know if they think about it. They're just, they're just trying to scrape by. I mean, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have thought that, about it. I suppose for me, 
yeah, it really, you're right, it really does depend on where you are in your athletic career. But I think the thing is, and I think it depends on where you are as a principal person as well, because it's like, you know that you can make a big statement here. Mm. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, the people who are getting 10th place are only getting a couple hundred bucks, let's say. We're not, they're not getting much money. And if you dispute that between all the other pros, you're yeah. probably going to, in your hand, once you get tax taken off it, probably an extra 100 bucks. For 100 bucks, you can make a pretty big statement. Yeah. So I, I think that maybe in that situation, I would have, I think she did the right thing. Yeah, I, I, I certainly wouldn't have thought of it now that it's come out. And if I was in that situation, I'd, now that I'm older and wiser, oh. I'd probably go, mm, See, I need to clone you with the, yeah. <laughs> the younger but you. I'm sure if I I was when I was in my twenties and stuff, and just trying to get by. I would have just gone for broke and just and, and but I would and I wouldn't have liked having to slow down and go. I, I want to get there as fast as I possibly can. That's the principle behind the sport: is you go from A to B as quick as you can, and I, having to stop. Uh, I think one thing that our sport has a problem with is that our media outlets aren't very good at, at, at reporting this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that should have been the big news of the week. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that should have been. Like you know what, I'm actually I'm being unfair because I don't actually watch a lot of our media outfits mm. in our in our in this kind of triathlon world that we're in. But it didn't seem to me that this was it wasn't, big news. It wasn't front page stuff. You know what I mean? And it's like the organisers have got it easy because mm. you know, like I know you know, good Ireland talk. We'll, we'll, we'll put up the organisers, but you know, when athletes doing something as big as that. That's mm. pretty massive, and mm. the fact that that wasn't brought up, and maybe it's because the rule changes changed, but I think that maybe our, us in the media need to pull our socks up a little bit more and, and kind of keep you know on top of the, what right. the sport's doing to make sure it's good for good on WTC well. for removing the rule. Yep, because I think it's and they uh, have done the right thing at the end of the day. Yeah. So that uh, was great a long one. That was a good discussion, John. So this week's one, what was it going to be? It was going to be a two prong one, your silly one, and my good one. No, my gold <laughs> one. My gold one was is if you do and. A non-WTC race, yeah. can you still put an Iron Man tattoo on your body? Yes. Uh, I'm not saying yes, I'm just saying that's, that's <laughs> okay. what it is. And what was your weird one? Can't even remember it. Cold. What was it? <laughs> oh, come on. If you, if you can't remember it, we're not going back. <laughs> you got 20 seconds. Just just remember it from the Take no, your notes no. earlier in the show. <laughs> I love it. I'll, I'll email it's Bevan. You can't eat. No, I'm not it'll, putting it on It'll be on the post. I'm not putting it in there. I'll, if I'll if you can't remember it in the next minute, I'm not putting it on I'll the post. I'll edit the post. <laughs> I'll create another one. <laughs> you'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll remove you, you from editing. You won't um, have to remember it. Uh, Iron Man tattoo. That's a great question. So if you want to comment on this or the other one that we'll put up later on. Iamtalk.me or go to flanks.com if you're already on there. I'll put a link to it on our show notes. Okay then. Jeez, that was a big discussion. Music, music. Let me hear the music. Is that a song? No, but we can make it a song. Let me hear the music. There you go. Oh, it's beautiful, John. It's Group of the Week with breaking news, John. Breaking news. Breaking news, because we just went on Ironman.com to pull up a result. some information, which is taking forever. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah, but we're still going to find the white. W-H-W-H. But Ironman.com faces a cyber attack. Cyber attack. Boom, boom. White, is it Catherine? No. Which Patricia. One Patricia. Her name's not there. Anyway, we'll carry on. It's a cyber attack on August the 20th, Sunday, August the 29th during Ironman Canada and Ironman Louisville. Ironman.com was in, had an intrusion. And it made it difficult for participants to follow the Ironman races. The intrusion are termed, termed by uh, distributed denial of service attack. A, D, a DDoS attack. A DDoS attack. Oh. So anyway, that's pretty boring really. But anyway, let's get back to the age group of the week. Age group of the week. So who sent it through first of all? Kate Matthews. Kate Matthews sent it through and I'm interested. I uh, love your show. New website is called. Cool what are you doing? 
Oh, I'm going back to what am I doing there? Yes, you're sorry. going back to my original hot topic of the oh, week because that's why I was saying there's two emails. But yeah, I was a little bit lost, wasn't I? Yeah. Oh, actually, before we do, we need to say something about Tim Porter. Yes, Tim Porter. Yeah, we want to do the hot topic of the week, and it's a cool idea. But there's probably not many people. But he was basically interested to hear if any of our if any of our listeners have the same name as a famous triathlete. Now, Tim Porter, there's obviously a young triathlete called Tim Porter. Good one, yeah. And he was doing a race one day, and the, the commentator thought he was Tim Porter. And, he, and he's going, oh, he's had a bad day today. And he'd actually had a, a stellar race. Yeah, he's like, like a PB. Come in at two, two, two hours 20. Over the moon, and he answers, and he goes, oh, and here goes Tim Porter, great young talent. And, a time that will, and, and in that time will be, well... Disappointing to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you do have a name that's like any other um, athlete, you're on to Facebook and share it with other people, and that's, that's right. a good way to do it. Okay, so age group boys. So, Kate sent it through. I, uh, with a couple of other Kiwis, just did Iron Man LP. Lake Placid. Lake Placid. I hope you might consider. Well, we went to, I know it's Lake Placid. I hope you might consider or want or at least to say need to nominate an age grouper of the week age grouper for the age group of the week the physically challenged team of Patricia White and her guide Carolyn Gaynor they competed completed the first female blind athlete with a female guide Ironman what makes this feat even more unbelievable is that Caroline only found out a few weeks ago that she would be guiding Patricia after her guide was injured and able to compete. Wow, that is pretty special. Caroline proved what an all-round, all-round athlete she was up until the, this prep was spending most of her time on a bike as a roadie in the CRCA club in New York City. Uh, we've got some links to some um, articles that they wrote. Yep. As such, I wanted to recognise the efforts of both of these fine ladies. Kia kaha, girls. As for the Kiwi Derby, the North Island edge out the South Island... Rebecca mm. Atwell in YC Christchurch slightly girl slightly behind her so so yeah anyway I, fascinating, I, I, I would assume that you've got to do all three disciplines together because it's like yeah yeah, yeah that's so you have got to be you know you can't I would assume no you'd have to have a guide for the swim how can you well no you'd have to have a guide but in some sports maybe you can change guide you have a swimmer you have a biker and a runner I you think know. I have seen that happen before in, in triathlons how do they guide them in the swim um, I'm not actually 100% sure. I thought they maybe have a, maybe almost have their arms tied together or something. I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't know. I'm That's not actually really sure. Hard. Yeah. And how do you practice it in a pool? With a lot of great difficulty. You probably go late night swimming or you maybe do a lot of open water swimming. Yeah. Mm. I'm really fascinated. Let us know because I'm really fascinated to see how they do the swim together. And you'd have to have a lot of balls as well for, the, for um, Patricia, who's a blind athlete. When you're on the bike, you know, it's hard riding a tandem at the best of times because yep. um, they're so weighty, it's, it, and you know you've got good speed up as well. And then secondly, you can't actually see where you're going. Yeah, so you're it's trusting. Got to, got to be a great amount of communication, you know, in terms of climbing, cornering, braking. It would be. Uh, Do you think when they, when they start the swim, they start behind everybody else? It they would, it would make sense to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really curious. To but see that how they... said, there was a guy who raced at the worlds last year at Olympic distance worlds on the Gold Coast, a Kiwi guy who was um, blind. He had a guide, and he oh, was I read he, his book. Was, he was pretty competitive. Um, but again, they did start actually. They did start separately in the physically challenged section. So. This guy, yeah, I think it was running blind. I've read his book. It's a really yeah. interesting book. Tell you what, was, he was fast, man. Like you look at some of his time, he was a real good runner. Yeah, he was like the world's fastest runner. And if you look at some of his fastest times, he was. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's pretty quick. So, 
sorry, I'm sorry. We're going to have a couple of links on the site. There's um, a couple of local newspapers in the Lake Placid area. They've got some pictures and some stories. We can't actually give you a time because we went onto the Ironman Lake Placid site that took a while to come up. And it doesn't appear that um, Patricia is listed in the results there, so we're not quite sure of her time. But regardless, if she got it in the cutoff, it's a bloody good effort and, uh, and a worthy age group of the week. And also um, Caroline as well, because, you know, let's find out a couple of weeks before the race yeah. you're going to be doing an Ironman. And, you know, like, it's pretty tough. Solid. So good work, so, team. Love your work. Patricia White, you are our... And Caroline. And Caroline. Gaynor, team. You are our... Age groupers, groupers of, of the week. week. Beautiful. Uh, sponsor. Coffees of Hawaii. I love the way you kind of tell us what to talk about. It makes oh, it a lot I'm, easier I'm work, for me. I'm working on it, Bevan. It's, no, you're doing good. I'm giving you praise here. So Coffees of Hawaii, if, you're, um, if you are a coffee... Connoisseur. Connoisseur. Or just love that crap. And you want to keep updated to see if they've got any new products coming out. They've got wedding flavors, John. We've, we've talked about wedding flavors. Oh, I forgot about it. Was, it. it was not on today's discussion. Oh, topics. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, I get easily distracted. <laughs> so you can basically they've got a newsletter. They sign up. Albert Where probably, am I going? probably pulls it up um, down there. Oh, sign up for newsletter. And they'll just let you know any new oh, flavors because cool. recently they did come out with the the tea. Um, and if they've got any other you know special products coming out, like they had the, the yeah, well we have our deals, don't they? But I'm sure. Look at this. But the thing up. is, you'll still get the deals. Like you've got, they get the news on maybe new products, and then you can use our discount codes. You go through. I am talked on me. Click on the coffees of Y logo. Tells you the discount codes, and you're away laughing. And it's just an easy way to keep going. I've just signed up for it, John. Yes, you're not doing any speaking recruitment. Only check your emails during uh, during. Oh, during they service. want me to do some speaking. So well, that's what I do. It's how I roll. <laughs> You know? just, let's just focus on coffees of Y. Wow. Well, and teas of Y. Well, no, because the reason I went to my email was John. It was because I'm committed. You are committed. And what I did is I signed up for the newsletter. Yes. And often when you sign up for newsletters, the, co- the email comes up straight away. Well. And so I thought, well, maybe it's come up straight away, but it hasn't. It hasn't. So be like Bevan and sign up to Coffees of Hawaii newsletter. If you want to get your discounts on coffee, just go through our website. And remember what I said last week, if you're the, the coffee buyer for your business, get some recurring deliveries going. And what I like about Coffees of Hawaii, because I like design, John, and the website's cool, but also the newsletter looks cool. It does. Yeah. Very good. Check so. it out, coffeesofhawaii.com. Also, make sure you get your coffee card. Yes. Mm. Yep. Good times. Coffeesofhawaii.com. Okay, what's up, John? Wait a second, do I need to put music on? Yes, yeah. I think so. Ooh. Bit of music. Do you, want to do, do you want to coach corner first, or do you want to do website of the week? Because you normally coach corners last. Okay, we'll do website of the week. Okay, let's put some music on. You know, see, it's a team effort here, isn't it? It is. You know, it's how we roll. Well, it's not going to be an hour and a half show today. It's been a lot of long shows lately. <laughs> look at iTunes. I looked at last week. If you look at our, wait a second. Well, last week was now 39. And like the last, look at that. When was the last time we did an hour show? 39 minutes when, you, when I was away. Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So it's been a long time. So here we go. Here's the music. Website of the week. Okay, so good old Mark Richard Jones. Yes. You coach him, don't you? Yep. He's actually got a photo on our website too. Yep, could have given you more photos up there, haven't we? Yeah, I sent us through your photos. You know what's happened, but because over the years people have sent us through our photos and we put them on our old website, mm-hmm. and but I haven't kept them, and so they've kind of oh oh people don't chat to me I can't chat I'm gonna have to sign out so they don't know. Um. um anyway, this week's website go swim. Um. TV. TV. Okay, so here we go. And it's what it's it's 
it's, it is pure swimming website, it's not a try specific one. There's lots of good things on there, and there's lots of video clips. Okay, um, I'm pulling up the video clip, John. Oh, here's the music. All Strokes with Eric oh. Chanteau. <laughs> And you could go wrong with this, couldn't you? All strokes and <laughs> porn music. But what I, the, the reason is they've got lots of drills on there, and I think this is particularly important if you're trying to learn the other strokes, perhaps in the off-season, So there's um, and having some good freestyle drills in there. Lots of videos, and they explain why you do it, how you do it. Do yeah. you know what? I, I, I think these websites, there's a few of them around, but I think they're really valuable because, for me... The visual reference, you know, because you go to a pool and some guy goes, oh, you pull your arm down like yeah. this. And, you know, and he's out of the water and you don't know, you know, then you get in the water and you don't know what the heck you're doing. And, and everyone has these ideas on how you should be catching the water and what way you should be pulling through and doing the airs or pulling through your body or mm-hmm. swinging, you know. And when you're new to swimming, it's just too confusing. You're getting so many mixed messages that it's not really clear. Whereas for me, when I was learning swimming, to be able to watch something, yep. like Hayden Woolley's video I found really mm-hmm. valuable because he actually was in the water and you could watch what he was doing. And then when I went to the water, I don't know if I was necessarily doing exactly what he was doing myself, but I felt like I was going through that movement that way. And that's way. the thing. You get a visual of what you're doing. The best thing then is get yourself videoed, then you look at that, and then you go back to the, the good swimmer and uh, and you're away. But I think I think this is I think it's really important to try to learn the other strokes in your off season. So get on the this, this site, go swim. Dot TV, yep. and they've got all the drills for butterfly, backstroke, breaststroke, freestyle um, if you're mid-season and you're just looking to do a bit of freestyle drill work then then they've got um, plenty of freestyle drills um, and some ones I haven't been familiar with one one they had uh, you know practice golf balls with yep. the little holes in it they had one where you actually hold between your forefinger and your thumb you hold the, the ball there and it just gives you a slightly different sensation when you're swimming so you just get a different feeling through your hands it was um, it was a cool little drill so lots on there um, they've also got uh, various articles they have got obviously got products you can buy and they've got um, they've got sets of the week and questions of the week um, when I looked at them briefly yesterday they did seem more swimming based sets you know with mixed strokes and yep. uh, not sort of your your classic sort of muscular endurance tri sets you know for, for for swimmers when they're swimming eight times a week then they've got to have a lot more variability in their, the makeup of their sessions for triathletes it's a bit more simple you know yeah. maybe doing an endurance swim and an intensity swim and an open water swim each week um, but yeah it's uh, it's well worth a look and, and as Bevan said gives you some really good visuals they're, they're selling the endless pool here John I yeah. want to know anyone who's actually got an endless pool I know a couple of people got them no but do they use them uh, yep yep they do. yep they're, but they're expensive that's all yeah. they're good but they're expensive yeah it's weird swimming but isn't it sorry they're weird swimming. It is a little bit, but yeah. it's better than not swimming at all. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so go swim.tv and I'll check that on www.imtalk.me. Okay, John, I'll put some music on for you now. Here we go. Great. Coaches Corner. Yeah. That's been like the yeah, nice. dude. Yeah. Okay, John. So we've got an email through. Two, two emails. Oh, I was saying now we're going to make two. We've got one from a good old Jerry McIntyre. M- M- McIntyre. Okay. And uh, you're basically highlighted. I'm going to do the question. He's basically got two questions or one question. And it is structure something that I've been told consistently to avoid the trap of is getting too fit too early. What's the best way to structure your training schedule? Should I be adding in hill runs or hills right over the winter or just doing a couple of turbos a week and run 
keep the run focus. And Jerry is training specifically for the Alpe d'Huez triathlon, oh, okay, so okay. He's, he's obviously got a really long, really long climb before you get off the bike. Um, It'd be a great race, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be great. And it was on TV on bloody, I missed it on Saturday morning. It was on like oh. six o'clock in the morning. Somebody else said they saw it and said it was um, it was really good. But what channel? Said, uh, Sky. Um, but apparently the athletes are really struggling up out Dewey's because obviously you know, yeah, it's a hard the front guys are, are caning it up there but for your average age grouper it's a bloody hard climb especially when you've got a, a run off the bike as well okay. so um, you know, this is maybe specifically more for preparing for a hill race um, but the keys and this probably applies to everybody for peaking not too early is to have um, an off season focus where you maybe focus more on one discipline um, or, or a different aspect of your training to try to do Ironman try training all year round is probably going to get a little bit boring and you're probably going to get a little bit stale as well. If you've got the endless summer going where you've got full on summer both you know, 12 yeah. months a year, slightly different, but you still probably get a little bit mentally fried um, from and, doing and the same thing all year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're just going to be doing swim bike run 24-7, you know. 12 months of the year. Yeah, your, your body's going to tire out a bit. So, you know, the seasons do help us in that regard is to have a bit of an off-season, have a bit of a focus. So whether you focus on your running or your biking or you maybe you focus a bit more on your speed. Um, so that's what I'd say is for, for not peaking too early mentally um, and physically, it's important to have an off-season focusing on something else. Um, definitely have some breaks during the year. So have, a, have say, a midwinter break, maybe if you peak, trying to do a bit of a peak for a marathon or a half marathon or something in winter, have a bit of a break after that. And one thing I really encourage athletes to do before you start your main build up to your particular race whether it be Ironman or, or Alpe d'Huez Triathlon um, have a little mini break so maybe about somewhere in that 16 to 20 weeks out from the race have a week where you basically do no training and just um, recharge the batteries a bit right. and I think that works right. really well um, and a couple of final points was keep your main build up to probably about 16 weeks or so again if you do like a you know, 24 to 30 week build up and it's just so long to build up for the race and you can often find that you do peak too early and you run out of out of steam and that's especially applicable for late season races. So for Ironman New Zealand, for example, where you have to train all the way through summer, you try to get fit early on and it's a bit of a struggle to hold on and guys that train overseas for, for Cozumel, which is a really late Northern Hemisphere season race, if you start racing at the start of summer and try to hang on, it's it's pretty difficult. So yeah. keep your main build up to about 16 weeks. And then the final point in terms of not peaking too early is making sure you have your easy weeks every third or fourth week, even when you're going great guns, making sure that you do back off every third or fourth week and just recharge your batteries and uh, mentally and physically and maybe have a, a relationship day at least once every three weeks where you maybe take a weekend day off and uh, and hang out with the partner. Good times. And then the second part of your question was um, a bit more specific to Alpe d'Huez and whether you should really just be focusing on hills year-round. kind of depends a bit on your the weather. Um, if you're a Christchurch-based athlete in New Zealand, I'd say yes, you definitely want to be focusing on hills all year round. It also depends a little bit as whether what you're going to do over winter, whether it's going to be a focus on your biking or your running, and that depends a lot on where your weakness is. Um, if you're going to focus on your running over winter, I'd suggest you have uh, one high-intensity bike um, per week and then another bike of moderate intensity where you are maybe doing hill reps. So maybe doing a, a club turbo session, which is really high-intensity, and then maybe a moderate hill um, rep session and then the rest of your week is mainly going to be made up of running question I have is because you know if you do too many hills you get slow you know it it slows up your riding it's a fine line isn't it it is and that's why I was sort of suggesting over winter have a a high intensity gut buster session 
and, yeah. a, and a moderate session. Because it's good for strength, but for your, your general speed and general riding, it's actually if you, that's all you ever do, you're not going to get faster. Totally. And, and and another thing, if if you are focusing on your biking over winter, get stuck into some some racing and some yeah. time trialing. And I think that's even more applicable for this Alpe d'Huez race because um, you do have to operate at a higher intensity going up that climb before yep. you get off the bike. So you need to get used to operating in that rather than just sticking to your you know, your Ironman stuff. You just stick at your steady aerobic pace all the way. It's just not possible to stay what, what in that zone. Is it an Olympic size? It's sort of in between a half and a full. Okay. So, but oh, in so terms of so it's a hard ride. Yeah, but in terms of duration of the race, it's reasonably long because I, I think it's a I think it's a ninety k ride. But when you've got a, a long yeah. climb, it's going to take you a while to do that. Well, the other thing as well is not training yourself to live in a high intense place. Mm. You know, because if you train hills all winter, you're going to be like a bit of a legend, and you think, oh, yeah, I can smack it up that hill. But then you actually want to conserve on that when you're in the race, don't you? So long hill reps would be great, and um, but I do think that you really need to make sure that you do have a good bit of intensity on the bike, so you you are conditioned to keeping a slightly higher intensity than you would, and say if you're just doing Ironman training. Well, good old uh, Giles Poppleton is going to be doing the Singapore 70.3, and he's been following. He's been listening to what we interviews with Bobby McGee, and he's been following the plan. He's absolutely loving it, which is good times. But he's a little bit worried about the humidity being a factor coming into the training and for the race. Uh, it's bloody for, hot in Singapore. Yeah, and it is humid. It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy, isn't it? And so he's just wondering if we have any tips for you know training in humidity and heat. Basically, just listen to last week's show. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. A couple of the things that I picked up from that was, I think you, you know, he was a good interview, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, just, I love people who just know their crap. Eh? And, and you'll, you will adapt when you first get there. It's bloody difficult, um, but you will start to adapt. Uh, but a couple of other things that I really took away from last week was. Um, the slushies, I think, is, is yeah, um, you can't, you're not going to be able to get slushies, but I'm encouraging most of my guys now to have frozen drink bottles um, yep. in, in little um, uh, chiller bags and special needs and, and T1, T2. Yep. I think that can really help, even if it's not quite the slushy effect. Just having a cold, refreshing drink, I think, really yeah. would, be, would be nice on the bike. I know in Kona, it was just gold when you when you go out training in Kona and you pull into Waikolo yeah. or Harvey or something and you get a cold drink. It's just it's just gold. It's mint. It's gold. Um, and then the other one, you'll get used to racing in the heat, so make sure you do race fairly regularly. The second part of your question, because most of it got covered last week, was uh, a better way uh, of alleviating the slog of a long, slow run. Yeah. Um, Main things here, try to make it interesting by getting off-road. Um, you do have options, I think, in Singapore for getting off-road a bit. Um, get into the hills as well, great for your strength. Um, I like to break my long runs up a little bit by, say, maybe every 20 or 30 minutes, maybe just doing a couple of minutes moderately hard or doing a couple of strides just to break it up. And um, if you are doing the run-walk again, that should give you a little focus where you're going, yeah. I've just got to get, you know, every every 10 minutes I'm going to have a little one-minute thing to focus on where I'm just going to walk, and hopefully that'll break it up as well. But try to make it interesting by getting off-road. I think one thing as well is, is, is have objectives to your training. Mm-hmm. So, you know, before you actually go out and do the run, you know, you might have your training program and you say, okay, for example, today I need to do a, you know, 20K run. Have a purpose to it, and maybe even if you just, create some stuff yourself so okay well um, like I was talking about that iPhone app and one thing that's really cool about the iPhone app is it can tell you if you're running the pace you need to be running yep. so in your ear will say you need to run faster speed up you use this yeah, yeah pretty much and, uh, but you know like if you have an objective to what you're doing then you've got to focus it's 
you're focusing on. Whereas if you just go and go do 20k, you run, you start running out, and you're running on the same streets you run on all the time, and you same corner, and you you know you just kind of train yourself slower. Whereas when you have objectives, go okay, today's purpose of this run is to do that, and that focus, then your energy goes into doing the right stuff as an athlete. So maybe just one aspect of your your technique you want to focus on all the way through. Yeah. So I might go right today's run. I'm going to focus on keeping my hips up or yeah. my knee drive. Or um, if you're doing the run walk, go right. I'm going to consistently do this all the way through to the second. Yes. Or, or I'm going to really focus it right, yeah, right on the second start. So I've got to get it on. Yeah. So just having an objective just gives your mind something to do because yeah, it can get boring if you just, especially if you're always just doing the same run over and over mm-hmm. again. I guess sponsor. Triathlontoons.com. Now we've got a funny one here, John, because we've got an email through from somebody. Yes. But we can't name them. And they're going to give a car triathlon tune to somebody. Yes. But we can't name it. Because the problem was... It's a present. It's a present. We're not sure if they've given the present no. yet. But they said that they were delighted with the tune they got. If they they, they a had a friend who did something pretty special. And so they decided what they'll do is they'll get them a triathlon tune as a present in regards, you know, as a kind of a memory for doing that special yeah. thing. It looks great and I can't wait to see... His, yeah, his, yeah. Or, his or her face yeah face when we give it to his or her face yes or their so it's great as we mentioned you know gift giving it's a, it's a great idea it's to a core commemorate, yeah. uh, commemorate an event Especially, I like what this person mm. let us know you know who you are let us know when you've given it and we'll name yeah. you but I like this idea because you know when we do big events in our life like if a friend of yours yeah. done their first Ironman, get it up, get you know, it like it's like they sell the photos, isn't it? Yeah. You know, how many, like when you've done your seventh or eighth Ironman, do you buy mm. the photos still? No. You don't, do you? Unless no. you've had like your best day ever. So, whereas, you know, that special occasion, your first Ironman or something like that, you know someone's doing the first one, you know, what, what better gift could you give? Other than maybe like maybe a $10,000 tri- bike. Yeah. <laughs> Triathlontoons.com, go on there, put on the code IMTALK and you get a 15% discount. And, uh, and we're hearing from you guys that they're doing a great job, so... Check it out. Check, check, check. It out on yes. Triathlontoons, not tunes, tunes.com. And remember, the whole process is really easy and they also have the affiliates, I mean, all oh, the affiliate stuff. Yeah. And also you can put their, their tunes on product. That's right. Which is a, which is a good one, John. Have okay. some information here that we left off last week. Are we, are we saying questions and answers? Questions, questions and answers. In comments. Oh, it still could be a longer show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What was it? What was the things? All these ones here from last week. Okay. Jay Waters is saying how he we had him on the photo because it's age group of the week for riding around. But John loves this one because Avanti New Zealand to give off Avanti on your bike in Wellington gave Richard a brand new tandem bike after years recently. Evicted from his old house. So he was the guy, uh, yeah. Jay, Jay rides around in tandem um, with the guy in Wellington. He was actually asking if anybody else wants to do that. They can email him, uh, ridewithrichard at gmail.com. Ridewithrichard.com. Just doing a good deal. It's not like you need to go out there every single week and, and do it, but if you can uh, help out and ride with Richard, I'm sure it'd be He's much better. He's and also autistic. And you can experience the joys of riding on an Avanti bike. Hey, well, there you go. What could so, be better than that? So don't worry about helping out someone in need. Just can you get to ride a flash it's, bike? It's, it's, flash tandem too. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. got to be. Got to do it to believe it. It's, okay. it's an awesome ride. Okay, Morton, Libak. Libak. Uh, I speculated at the inaugural challenge. Copenhagen. Spectated. I oh, spectated. <laughs> he speculated. <laughs> he spectated. <laughs> I think it's going to happen, uh, and it was great. Uh, he basically was saying, what, "What do you want to say here?" The John? swim was in a closed lagoon, so, um, so saltwater wetsuit swim with no waves and almost no currents. Um, but he said, "From a spectator, yeah, did you miss the fact that most of them are going towards lakes?" 
Oh, I think it's brilliant. Oh, but you know, what happens to the old school swimming in the sea thing? Nah, swimming in the sea sucks. It does swim. It does. I hated it. Man, I was just so looking forward to open freshwater swims are just the best. Yeah, they really yeah. are. But there is it's a different skill. Like mm. I like I go on a swim like I do like we did, remember <clears> before we did some race, we did that, that little thing we did at summer that day. We, we swam out there was no boys you pretty much pointed oh, somewhere it was a simulation yeah yeah it was a yeah. simulation and we, we swam in the sea and John said okay we've got to swim out at this point here and, and you guys just took off and, and like oh, you weren't that much better than me yeah. you know what I mean but in the sea I just got crept on yeah. I didn't need a little bit enough <laughs> to do it and went back the in the sprint tries is great but for doing an Ironman sea swim yeah it's it's a different a different skill isn't yeah. it yeah Okay, then. Um, he was just he was just giving a bit of feedback on Copenhagen um, and a couple of links there to Rebecca Keat taking out the race and also Belinda Granger was saying on the link there that she said it was the most spectacular run course that she's ever done. Wow, so, she's done Monica. But you know we we said some good and bad things about um, that race. Some feedback was great. Um, the, the obviously a lot of people had punches, um, but yeah, yep. it's a, it's a nice race. So challenge Copenhagen. Okay, you keep talking. Got joke, oh, joke of the week. Wait a second, I just want to make sure because often. And say, this is very applicable because we were talking about the Alpe d'Huez triathlon before and training yeah. for it, and this joke is actually uh, applicable to that. Okay, let's so here we go. Then. Bevan and John have just climbed Alpe d'Huez. Do, do I help? Yes, you do. Oh, okay, okay. Wait a second, start again. You've got to do the. Okay, okay, okay. I'm excited. Yeah, okay. Bevan and John have just climbed. Um, Alpe d'Huez, one of the steepest peaks in the Alps, on their tandem, and it's even applicable to that question we just had during nice. during the Alpe d'Huez triathlon. Wait a second, do I get picked on here? Yes, but come on, whistle up! Oh, that was a tough climb. Said Bevan, leaning over, breathing hard. That climb was so hard, and we were going so slow. I thought we were never going to make the cutoff. Yeah, good thing I kept my brakes on. <laughs> said John, or we have slid all the way back down. That's <laughs> It's great. It's great, Mal. I'm, and Mal James seen that through. I'm loving it. <laughs> Mal James, yeah. That's what happens when you ever go out riding. I always put my brakes on just to make you feel better. Yeah, well, you, you know you, what? You think you're the king of the mountains. Do you know what? Really, and we just gave you that little polka dot jersey to make you feel better. But you know what, John? What? I don't think you'd have a problem smacking me right now on the bike. <laughs> no, you'd be surprised. Oh, really? You're, you're not that sharp? Smack me, me silly. On no. The bike. You still do two or three high intensity. I do five, actually. Five yeah. high intensity rides versus my. 20k commute once a week. Yeah, you I would don't know. kill me. Maybe we should have a race. No, the our, our race is a out of race. season race. Yeah, I've been injured. We'll do a swimming race for 10 days. Swimming race. I'm not swimming at all now. We'll do a swimming race. Whatever. Never <laughs> swimming race. Although I did beat you over 50 meters. Kick wasn't it? Or something? No, it was a split. I said to him, trying to down. That was a timing malfunction. No, John. Look, you say really steady go. You have three timers. One presses go when you say hey, John, go. The other John, one presses John, a go when you If I had one, would you have said it was a timing issue? Have you had one? No, not at all. It would have yeah. been accurate timing. <laughs> anyway. I can't help it. I'm just a speed machine. I'm going to put this one. Richard Swan was saying a few weeks ago about the, the jersey. And he said about the challenge. So you, we said yeah. about challenge your Ironman jersey on the date and getting some reward. I think you should up the ante on the reward. Okay. Because there is more than any self-respecting person is going to go on a date uh, and pays for the bill. Well, he does. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he's single, eh? Mm. Oh, the single ladies? Oh, the single ladies. So he's moving to Wellington. He's moving to Wellington. So if someone was going to go on a date, you're investing 120 bucks. It's a, oh, I never did that. I never really dated, to be honest. Yeah. I went on one date. Yeah. Not the same. Done, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, for the dinner and a little bit, no chance for advancing... 
uh, with the other individual, then the incentive might not have to increase. Shame on anyone who doesn't offer to pay for the first date when um, my reasoning is not... Oh, if you don't... Okay, so his reasoning, you've got to be paying for the first date. But he's basically saying that by the time you pay for the first date, and you you know, you, you want a return on investment. Yes. You know, and you don't want to look like a dickhead. Yeah. And on the but f- you won't if you're wearing your own culture. <laughs> That's our point. Yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for some love now, if you're looking for the long-term relationship, it's a guaranteed winner, Richard. Discussion topics. You can talk about how good the full <laughs> zip is. Yeah. And the New Zealand made design. Tell about all your mates on Athlinks so yes. you've got some social cred. Yeah. Oh, Blue 70 logo on there. You can Richard, tell about you know what you're doing? You're foolish for not wearing it. See, that's, he, he's been 120 bucks a time, he's still single. Yeah. We're your jersey, mate. Trust us. So very A couple good. of people did ask whether they can buy um, my jerseys for my triathlon festival. Um, and yes, you can, and you don't have to do the race. So if you do want another full-length zip jersey, you just get on to triathlon festival, check it out, and uh, you're welcome to email me. I've got our own talk app, and an old Richard, oh no, no, Kit, Kit Extreme Hoff. It's yep. a great name. Nice. Uh, he was saying that we need an Android app because Android's becoming quite big. So if anyone knows how to develop Android apps, let us know because we'll be keen to get an Android app. Nice. And then anything else here? Um, no. Oh, someone's fundraising. Uh, Bryce's fundraising from Savage Man for, I think, the cancer. So I'll put a link to that on there as well. And finally, one other website that I just, um, somebody emailed me in about. Um, ben is starting up, uh, started a cycling website, projectcycling.com. Sorry. Basically doing reviews and stuff on bike equipment. If you, if you like reviewing gear, um, go on there and you can actually post your comments. So go projectcycling.com. Well, good old Daniel Ward. Just, we're just doing a lot of love right now, but Daniel Ward wrote a really good piece for oh, see, that, that's still in my. That's still in oh, my, don't in go my there? Start, I mean, that's kind of news. Okay. Okay, far away. I haven't, well, I haven't cleared all the emails. Well, uh, actually gave up her first place to help an injured athlete in a race. Nice. Extra first place finish to help, yeah. So, well done. Good on you, Jesse. And, but more well done, Daniel, for getting that article. Mm. Well done, love your work. Uh, Facebook. I'm just going to pull up Facebook. Hold on. Oh. We've got to do... Sponsor? Sponsor. Oh, do you want to do Facebook after? Okay. Endurance. Okay, I'll do that. Extreme Endurance. Um, one thing we, we talked about last week, and uh, we're going to go over that again, is if you need the other products... Um, it's xendurance.com, isn't it? xendurance.com. Um, okay, yep. Uh, if you need those other products for... What were the ones you said you take? Fish oils. Yeah, I do take fish oils. Get fish oils. Sorry, I, I, was, I was in Australia last weekend, mm-hmm. and someone came up to me, John, and actually quite a few people came up to me, how old are you? And I don't know if this does anything to do with ageing, but I'm claiming it. <laughs> Right. And I said, uh, how old do you think I am? It's always good to ask that, isn't it? Because yes. then they go, wow. And then you get you know, you get the idea of where you're, where yeah, you're people at. People always go. How old do you think jump. they thought I was, John? 36. 36? <laughs> Lower. Lower. 27, John. Right. Yes. And I'm not saying that the fish tablets had anything to do with that, <laughs> but I, I make sure I look after myself, John. It's extreme endurance. That's what's had to do with it. That's right. Start taking that. That's right. I've lost 10 years. So, um, yeah, basically... Give the extreme endurance a try. It's um, designed to help buffer your lactic acid and obviously um, help to make you go faster. And also they have the, the fish oil products, they have the prostate products, um, they've got the short sleeve um, race tops, which are flipping bargain at only... Um, there's the old glove man on there. What's he doing on there? Well, he's obviously sponsored by them. Congratulations to extreme endurance athlete Peter Vabrusik on his fourth place. The big man. At Ironman Canada. And if he's taking it, he's racing all the time. 
Good on him. But anyway, yeah, they sponsor a number of good athletes, and you can get all your different products, and those bike jerseys are a flipping bargain. So if you're not going to get anything else, one of those at 35 bucks. And they have been tested at at an NSF certified facility, Uh, so you're not not going to get done for drugs because accidentally it was made in the same line as Mm. some drug stuff. So extremeendurance.com. Xendurance.com. Oh, dot com, sorry. Uh, 15% reduction. And if you're on there and you're on Facebook, get on there and just give the old thumbs up. Because Andrew like. from Athlinks is. It's, yeah. all, it's all just connected, John. Yep. Do the old thumbs up. Say, I like this. I think they've got a lot of posts happening in here. Nice. Go to extremeendurance.com. Xendurance.com. Oh. How many times? <laughs> I couldn't use extreme because of the European laws. Uh, because of why, why? They have a law saying you can't say you're extreme. Yeah. <laughs> What's that got, The EU has got some funny ass rules. <laughs> That's a stupid. Wait a second. You can't be too extreme in the EU. No. <laughs> okay. Sponsors uh, are Let me do my bit. Okay. You I'm, go. I'm giving you some 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 leeway there to get up. Okay. Athlinks.com. Uh, get the t-shirt. Coffeesway.com. Uh, get the newsletter. Xendurance.com. Um. Get, get fast, get young looking. And triathlontoons.com. Get the present. Now, John, I was in Australia last weekend. And I know we're going to talk about this in a minute, but if you go to I Am Talk Facebook page, yeah. John's actually put a link to his new triathlon festival. And why are these not going through for our Twitter thing onto our it page? Has. No. If you, well, if you look there, John. Yeah, but no, I posted one on Facebook, a reply, and shouldn't they have gone through No, because reply was. Oh, okay. Oh, you got a new post. Okay. It's all right. Sorry, carry on. Well, John... Someone actually came back at you. Yep, so yep. So people are responding to your thing. And if you want to get the T-shirt, you can. Yeah, this is bike shoes. He fills okay. it. Fills but uh, yeah, and, and anyone else, Catherine Warburt is going to be your good old cat. It's going to be, wants to see if anyone else wants to do the Auckland Marathon to kick your ass, which is good. And good old Maureen Givens is saying, Chance Barber's been giving us a plug. Nice. He's been referring to us too, and, and so it's all good. So I uh, just love you guys on Facebook. Go on to go Facebook. But more importantly, John, if you go to Facebook right now, and good old, good old Belinda. Yeah. Good old Bell. What was her nickname? Oh, Tucky. Tucky. Or the yeah. Tuck Jump. Yeah. And <coughs> Bell and I were in, in Canberra. Yeah. And it's Fong, isn't it? Yeah, isn't I knew Fong, that. Yep. And uh, look what we did the photo. I M T. Oh, no. It's <laughs> a shocker. It's not, John. It's gold. I'm writing it right now in the comments. This is gold. It is gold. John loves uh... it. John loves it. There we go. There we go. This is gold. John loves it. I have to t- teach Thomas to do that. That's pretty cool. You have to admit. Yeah. Yeah. See, John's even made a progression of it. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is Bell and I. We had a great time. That's got a. Can you? Can we get that? Um, like copyright into sign language or something like that. I think actually all the sign schools around the world are teaching people who mm. are blind or not blind who are deaf. To, IMT. Yeah, and they'll just they'll know what it is, John. Maybe we should change our name to IMT. No, because. Well, that was a pain in the butt, JJ. <laughs> that was a real hassle. Yeah. <laughs> and it costs us a lot of money. We'll, we'll do, do a new website just so you've got a little bit extra things yeah, to do. I'm not busy enough right now. Okay, then, John, so what's your goss? Goss, we had the final race of the JD Duathlon last weekend. Oh, back it up. The double double. What did you call the, the endurance event? The enduro. The enduro. Yep. And the weather was miserable. Oh, really? 
but it was on Sunday. Apparently, it was on Saturday. Yeah, it was beautiful on Saturday. <laughs> but the window, the window of weather was just circulated above the event venue. Oh, so you drove like ones. two kilometers down the road, and there was, the road was dry. It wasn't beautiful, but the road was dry. So, so many people turned up. Uh, we had a slightly smaller field, but that was also because we had the race the weekend before. Now wait a second, we get the Rupuna again. Rupuna, yeah. Rupuna. That's what Thomas calls it. <laughs> Rupuna. <Runa Puna. laughs> uh, uh, but everybody loved it. It was great. Run, bike, run, bike, run, and um, run, bike, run, bike, run. Yeah, it was still only 50 minutes long for the winner, which was Axel. Axel Riser smoked oh. everybody. Um, Did so smoke them? Was, Dominate um, Dojo? About a minute, probably. In front of who? Um, Nathan Smith. He's been top 10 in the race. He's a good athlete. Oh, okay. Um, and it was a 1.6k run. I, know, I wish bike, I did the race six, when I was in my prime. Yeah. Because I think top I, 10. Yeah, I would have, eh? Yeah. 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 I didn't. Um, anyway, that was good fun, and uh, people enjoyed it. We didn't have a huge feel, but hopefully we'll get some nice weather next year, and it was all good. Stress for you, or were you happy? Uh, no, it went well. It was just, it was just, if you're an athlete, it wasn't too bad because it was just drizzle, so you didn't actually yeah, freeze. Okay. But it was really cold. But for the marshals and for those of us standing, standing around, around, it was it was pretty Did miserable. Did you see um, Just a few parents, and and yeah, the other ones we've had more. Like at this one, there was bug rule. Now, with your triathlon festival, are yes. you trying to do things for the spectators? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be food and everything out there. Yeah, gonna have be you got a good guy PR guy? The good first guy? PA guy, yeah. Oh, what's yeah. he like? He's okay. Oh, he's a legend. Yeah. Ken, Ken. <laughs> Ken, Ken, Ken uh, O'Rourke is going to be helping out. And <laughs> oh, we've got a couple of others. And then some other monkey, monkey. I've got the, I've got the kick-ass sound system booked. I'm doing the music. Yeah, I'm good with music too, John. Because I realise, because you know what, when you're doing music, John, you get a mate who you think's good at music. And you say, hey, yeah, you can do music. And what he does, he turns up and he puts all his favourite songs on. Yeah. And because he, he loves those songs, he thinks everyone. But what I do, John, and it's the key to being good DJs, you put good popular songs that everyone loves. Yeah, we have a bit of um, Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. I got a feeling. But do you want me? I oh, know, no. This is an old school song, but I know you love this one, John. Do you want me to have? I have the tiger. When they're going into the water, when they're getting ready, you're getting the tiger? pumped up. Dun, dun, okay, dun, okay. Dun. Eye of the tiger's coming out, John. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a sellout. It is going to be brilliant. Okay. Um, and so, what are you up to for the rest of the week? Rest of the week, going down to Tikapo on Thursday with the Farnow, and uh, we're going for a little three day holiday, three night holiday, four days with um, Belinda, Thomas, Felicity. And, and are you going to take your laptop? That's the big question. Because Belinda doesn't want you taking the laptop, John. She doesn't. She buy an iPad. I'm on good progress at this stage for getting all my work done before we leave. Oh. Um, but I've tried. But to do you live up. in a stressful place when you can't check your emails? Uh, not too stressed about it, um, but I'm. I'm just going to see if I get if I get my work done by Wednesday, I won't take my laptop. It's just if I've got a few things hanging over me, yeah. then I might have to take it. Mm, which is not a popular move. Then the problem is then, then when you're on holiday, when do you pull it out? Oh, you see, that's my negotiating tool. I say because I get up at basically five in the morning, so you can do it before the kids up. Well, the kids are up, so I try to do a little bit there oh, and blend it. We'll nice. get up later. Hey, babe, I'm doing you a favour. Mm. Instead of me having a chance to finally sleep in mm. after months of hard work, I'm willing to let the kids, you know, help out with the kids. That's a plan. You can sleep in, babe. I'm, you know, I'm curious about you. That's what I'm. That's what I'm there. No, I'm going at. Nice. Anyway, we're going to do a bit. Of, I'm taking Thomas skiing, and we're going to do a bit of skiing and a bit of tobogganing, a bit of hop pulling. And uh, maybe a bit of ice dancing, you know, It'd be good in the hood. Ice dancing? Yeah, I, I dance, but yeah, not really. But anyway, are you a good dancer? No, terrible. Do you know the kid being dancing is? Just little. Not caring. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just don't care because yeah. there's no wrong way to dance. No. Just let your body go with the music. 
and be an exciting head. Well, it's been a good weekend with, with Bell and the, the, the tech yes. crew in Canberra. It was, it was really good, real great bunch of people. And I must say, Bell, we actually mean what's cool about all you guys out there is that whenever we meet listeners, they're mm. the coolest people. Yep. They really are. So, uh, you know, so Bell was a real good chirk and it was, we had a really cool weekend in Canberra. Have you been to Canberra before? We finished Epic, Epic Camp there one year. Yep. Not much to see, really. We <laughs> <laughs> no. went to the AIS. The AIS was, uh, was good. Oh, I didn't go there. That's yeah. pretty cool, was it? Yeah, it was good. We went to a gym. I was teaching at a gym on a Sunday. They had a swimming pool, but the, the smell of the swimming pool went through the whole gym. Oh, yeah, it's not it was, good. Yeah, it wasn't good, actually. No. Um, I imagine being on a treadmill with chlorine smell. Yeah. yeah. Not good. It's like Tipper Bathers in Auckland. It's like that as well. Mm. Um, oh, unfortunately, a couple of people died. Which, yes. Yeah, which is sad. that. Yeah, so in Christchurch, this is really sad because I was very close to both of them. Mm. Um, so actually tomorrow at the funeral, I've got to speak at the funeral. So mm. it's kind of, kind of a little bit nervous about that. But um, yeah, it's really sad. We had two people who come to the gym. They were both D and Norm. And D, they were both... And D was in a, Norm was in his 70s and D was late 60s. They competed, they competed as well. Yeah, right? but, and, but D like, didn't take up marathons probably until about six years ago. Yeah. And she pulled out, like I think her PB was like a 4.15. Right. And it's, you know, it's like... 70 or something? No, she was late 60s, but, yeah. you know, like, impressive, man. And yeah. I think she, she'd done a sub two half and, yeah. you know, so like she was just, you know, really, really impressive people. So I'm going to sadly miss those Basically, people. Basically, boy races, cra- uh, not boy races, uh, somebody ran up from away from the police and just slammed them at a yeah, set of lights. Yeah, so it was horrible. So that's been really sad and they've been it's pretty big at the gym right now. So that's pretty sad. Off to Dunedin this weekend, stuffed up. Didn't realise I was meant to be going away this weekend. I'm looking forward to a weekend home. Yeah. Got an email, here's your flight ticket. <laughs> a little bit gutted. Damn. My daughter's been in trouble at school. She got caught bunking. Really? Yes. Because her boyfriend was picking on her, so she bunked. It's not a good enough excuse. <laughs> <laughs> so, her ex boyfriend, I should say. Right. I was so, going to say. These are the days of her life. She's not that good a boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all happening. So, she bunked and she wrote a note saying it was from us, saying she was there. Oh. Yeah. Did you do something stupid like that? I really got into the bunking thing. I was... Oh, I bunked. Oh, I was terrible. He's on the road where it's striped one to one. Can you come down on it? Oh, no, no Facebook, no friends for a week. Right. No Facebook, no no con- internet, so no connection with mates because at this moment in life, friends is everything. Right. So, and she you knows she was wrong, and you know, she, and but you've got to talk about what can you do the next time you're emotional. It's not blah blah blah. So, you can't assume your kid's bad. You know what I mean? They make mistakes, you've got to get them out of it. Okay, so, anything else? Oh, one thing else I had to mention, <laughs> refer the show to yes. your friends. Please. And and like she said this morning, do you enjoy the show, John? I love the show. <laughs> so do yeah. I. I love, I love it. it. And if you enjoy the show and you actually get value from it and you just think it's a good thing to listen to, why wouldn't you share it with your mates? That's right. You know what I mean? So send them a link. Say, hey, this is a podcast I listen to. I think it's really great. It changes my life every week. Every week. And uh, you too can be a part of the I Am Talk community. Very there we go, John. I'm Russ. I'm Don't Train hard. Train smart. Kia, Kia Kia. Kia. 115's not bad. Not bad. 116 almost by top of the music. Good. It's okay. Here we go.